0: Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Brother Lee. What is Crew City for Christ podcast? Glad to have you with us today. I want to thank the Old Pass for that introduction song. For <laughs> oh, what a savior! They're just a wonderful group. Be sure to get their music and download their music. But I've even got something not saying. But I love what I got to do today. I'm with a special guest. I guess y'all see him and know who he is. For you that don't, this is the great Kevin Williams, <laughs> Doctor Kevin Williams. And uh, I know you don't want me bragging on him, but I am for just a minute. Let me just talk a little bit about the introduction to Kevin. It was started really in the mid '90s when I first heard about Kevin. I was at Beulah Baptist with Danny Waters and and uh, Shanae and Scarlett, and and uh, we heard that uh, Dr. Pennington had got him a new youth ministry, a youth leader, and we said, "Well, good." And then all of a sudden, we start hearing. His name's Kevin Williams, <laughs> and uh, and then from then on, you know, Kevin just grew expeditiously. I mean, he was uh, saving, getting people saved, young people, training them, and then as time went on, God used him and called him, and uh, he went, got his full school, got a doctor's degree, Liberty, other places, and now he's the uh, senior pastor of this great church. Villarica First Baptist Church, and then just recently he was nominated to the uh, Georgia Baptist Convention, he's the president of the Georgia Baptist Convention, so it's just a great honor for me to be with you today, and I mean that with my heart, and uh, so what I want to talk to you today about, I'm going to let him have the floor and get out of the way, is kind of three things, first of all I want you, there's probably a lot of, maybe there's a lot of young people out there, even middle-aged people out there, that God's dealing with their heart. And, um, you know, trying to get them in the ministry and they don't realize uh, that that's really what it is. But I want you to talk about your calling and then how this church and other churches has kind of formed you over the years. And then thirdly, I want you, if you don't mind, talk to us about your vision and what you see, you know things going sure. on and i know that he's involved with missions in south america and everything else but anyway i'm going to turn it over to you brother kevin yeah. if you don't mind <clears throat> and uh just kind of talk about that if you don't mind
1: well i've been fighting a little cold so yeah, i know uh, i appreciate so. that. yeah <clears throat> so if i keep clearing my throat that is why Uh, First of all, let me say, I love Lee Whalen. He's uh, he's been to Israel together. Amen. We've had a great time, and uh, Lee's way too kind and uh, says all all these great things. Uh, You know, it's funny when you say all that, I'm like, wow, a lot of crazy things have happened in my life. Uh, Because we want to talk about the calling. I grew up in Carrollton, Georgia, out in the country. Uh, Really uh, didn't go to church growing up. Uh, Went to VBS, uh, when I was a child at 11 years old gave my life to Christ at VBS but still Amen. didn't go to church I uh, didn't get baptized till I was in the military over at Fort McClellan, Alabama uh, so after that I was served in the army uh, military police officer uh, served in Japan uh, was then came back uh, was during Desert Storm uh, went through all those things so that was kind of the military is kind of my background then I got out of the military, and I worked for Cisco Foods for a little bit. While I was working for Cisco, <clears throat> my son got really sick, and he had uh, E. coli, mm-hmm. and that drove us back into church, and uh really did. And so he made it through that, of course, and uh, now he works for us here. Okay. So uh, it, really good, God was good to us, and uh, during that time, I started uh, working with a student ministry at the church I was attending, And at that time, the youth minister resigned, and I was left kind of just me holding the bag. (laughs) And I kind of laughed a lot at that, but now I look back on it, it was just God prepping. Uh, It was at a youth conference. God really spoke to my heart and said, hey, I want you to do this. I want you to serve. And so the crazy part of my story, uh, when you hear this, it it almost sounds unreal, but uh, I just figured there's no way I could do it because... We owned a house and five acres of land. I had a new truck, a new car. Um, We were living the American dream, had two little boys. So how in the world am I gonna go back to school and do what it needed to do? But like the rich young ruler, I took the other route. The rich young ruler walked away. But when God called me, I basically sold out everything I had, my house, I sold my truck, I sold everything I had. The only thing we kept was the car. Amen. And, but we had to have a vehicle, right? Yeah. So, we, yeah. so we went off, um, lost all this debt, and ended up uh, being able to go to school at Fruitland Baptist Bible Institute,
0: right.
1: not knowing anything. <laughs> right. When I tell you, I knew nothing. The church I was working at with the youth ministry, they offered me the youth minister's position. Mm-hmm. But it would have been a joke because the kids knew more about the Bible than I did. was <laughs> for sure. Uh, at that time, I couldn't have told you. The difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. I couldn't have told you where Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were. I couldn't have told you anything. So, <laughs> y'all got to remember, I was 25 years old then. Yeah. So, I took off, went to school, ended up at Fruitland Baptist Bible Institute. Mm-hmm. And God, just from there, uh, ended mm-hmm. up, and by the way, I did not like school. I didn't like school at all. So I had to go back to school, and I ended up doing 13 more years of school. Wow, 13 years. Amazing. So five degrees, ended with my doctorate at Southern Seminary in Kentucky, and uh, just, but carried 4.0 all the way through. Amen. So God really, I was very enthralled by trying to learn the God's Word. And meanwhile, working at churches and, you know, at the same time and growing. So the calling in my life was... um, I had to go serve, and the only way I could do that was to sell out everything I had to go doing. Well, so. well could I ask you
0: uh, just kind of a point? Once you once you sold out, mm-hmm. once you said, I'm going to do what God wants me to do, mm-hmm. it, it, I know that you were being led <coughs> by the Holy Spirit to do that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are. The Bible says many are called, but only a few that are chosen. Right, And that's because a lot of people just don't understand that when, it, when He calls, He wants you all. He wants all of you. And that's basically what you did, Kevin. Now, after you started, after you, after you answered the call, you sold everything. You, I mean, you absolutely seen the hand of God in your life mm-hmm. more than probably than any, at any other time in your life. I just saw amazing things. Yeah, and so <laughs> so things you can't explain. And, and to to the people that are out there that maybe God's dealing with them, what would you? What's the <clears> number one <throat> thing you would say to them? That, I know everybody's different. I understand yeah. that, but. There's got to be one in particular part of that, of your calling that you know in your heart that that's exactly what God wants you to do, right? Well, I would say to everybody,
1: everybody, you're right, everybody's calling is different. Every single calling is a little different. I, I will say everybody's calling the same in the fact that he calls you to sacrifice. Mm. And the sacrifice may be a financial situation. It may be um, losing things that you thought were so important physically mm. and giving up those things uh, like a home or a, a house, you know, mm. like a car, a truck or something you thought was the most important possession and you come to find out it really was nothing. It's uh, it's going to cause sacrifice. You're going to have to go, uh, a call,
0: here's what I'll say, right. a call to serve is a call to sacrifice. That's a good, a call to serve is a call to sacrifice. Right and so we have seen the and we've seen the results of that so so you were called you answered the call and you went to uh john Payne. i remember when you i remember when they called him over there and that was that was kind of where it's for you that it started but then tell us a little bit about, about getting to this church
1: well, I did student ministry for 17 years. Associate Y'all pastor. need to pray
0: for him. He still probably has a lot <laughs> of that in mind. So I did,
1: I did student ministry. I did evangelism. And I did associate pastor. I was all those things uh, at one time at Douglasville at the same time. So, uh, you know, we had a huge ministry over there and there was a lot to do. But that led me to this point. Here, I think, and I, I preached on this Sunday. That, you know, Solomon says in Ecclesiastes three. There, there's a time for it, everything. Right. And I and I preached this past Sunday. There's a time to grow, but then there's a time to go. Okay. And I feel like for 17 years. And if you really want to go back further than that, my training in the military, mm-hmm. teaching discipline, and all those things that I learned through the military, all those things added up in my life for 17 years. Of being under a pastor learning you know how to do church what church really requires Mm. plus following the Bible of course I mean that's the number one guidebook so so we're following the word we're following what God wants us to do but then he used all those things in my life to grow me to a point where I get contacted by this church First Baptist Villareca to become their pastor Mm. and I had never been a senior pastor before so this was uh, interesting. How, was how old were you
0: when that happened? You remember? <clears throat> I what?
1: was um, 42.
0: 42. That's a perfect age. So, yeah. so
1: at 42, i become the senior pastor here. And this year will be eight years. This September will be eight years complete.
0: Wow. And over the <clears throat> eight years, I, I mean, tell me about the growth of the church and how you felt when you first came here and what God's done in the last eight years here at this church. Mm. Kind of.
1: Well. Just to be honest, First Baptist Villarica had this terrible reputation out in the community. Uh, they did. They were known in, a, known in the pastor's world as a pastor-eating church. <laughs> and so coming here was not going to be easy. I knew that. So at least I thought it wasn't. Yeah. So I come in the door with shields up. I took the, you know, I took the call to come. And, uh, so got here and walked in with shields up. You know, ready for a fight because I'd heard all these nightmare stories. Well, it turns out there's a bunch of people here wanting to follow the Lord. So what happened immediately was the first Sunday, the very first Sunday I came here after they brought me in as the pastor, 42 people joined that first Sunday. 42 people, the first Sunday. And then the next Sunday, Mm -hmm. 42 more joined. Wow. So 84 Amen. people in two weeks joined the church. It was astounding.
0: Yeah. And then happen.
1: the baptisms began just coming and coming and coming and coming. And Because uh, I'm an evangelist at heart. I and, know you uh, are. So seeing all these people get saved was tremendous. Mm-hmm. Um, there were, in less than seven years, just under
0: seven years, we baptized over a thousand people. Wow. And th- and I, in all honesty, since you know the pretty much what's going on in most churches... What does the average church baptize in a year? I mean, just on average. And I'm not. I'm just saying this to, to make a point that if you do what God says do mm-hmm. and preach the word that God says preach and just be obedient, yeah, the reward is tremendous. Seeing me?
1: people's lives touched and changed, I mean, that's the goal. I mean, we've mm-hmm. been given the Great Commission to right. share the gospel. And, uh, you know, I just know what I'm called to do. And I'm, I'm called to pastor and I'm called to... Uh, share the gospel and yep. that's all I've been after now for years mm-hmm. and um, really hadn't changed didn't change when I was doing students I know I became a senior pastor it just became bigger bigger And God gave me a bigger platform mm-hmm. and I uh, had no idea I had no idea this little country boy yeah. from Carrollton, Georgia was gonna God was gonna use the me the way he has and I'm just thankful that he did Right. I don't feel like I'm special I don't feel right. like I'm better than anybody Amen. I just feel like he's opened the door and I've walked through it amen now I've tried my best to be obedient I've tried my best to follow him and listen to him Mm -hmm. and do what God's told me to do and I feel like coming here was definitely 100% what he wanted me to do right and so if you ask me about First Baptist Villarica we jumped into missions we jumped into evangelism real
0: quick and God just blessed it amen amen and so you would say that the, the growth here has been expeditionally it really has over, oh, yeah. i mean and, and you're almost baptizing somebody every week but in your heart of your hearts you give every bit of that glory to god okay oh, you, uh, you have to i mean you that's the thing <laughs> that's what i love about kevin he i can tell you the spirit i mean he just loves the lord and so that's why uh it's so important y'all to to follow god and when you read the word, let the Holy Spirit work in your heart mm-hmm. and God to just bless you. Now, we may not all be Billy Grahams and Kevin Williams, but God's got a purpose and a plan for you. And so that's that's wonderful. And, and I was asking about the average church, and I'm not trying to be critical. Yeah, I'm just trying to make people realize the, the you know. Well, there's a,
1: it's, it's pretty bad. Statistically speaking, mm-hmm. um, if there's 3,600 churches in the Georgia Baptist Convention, I may be I know I'm going to be somewhere in the yeah. vicinity of yeah. this. But let's just say 50% of our 3,600 churches didn't baptize a person last All
0: year. All right. That's about 1,800 churches that didn't baptize anybody. And wouldn't you say right now to these people that listen to, to us at this interview, we need to be about the Father's work, and that's good. I mean, everybody needs to I don't to be. know how you
1: can be a church and not be reaching people. Right. You know, so that's, that's the goal.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've had that burden myself, and I understand. That's why I love <clears throat> you so much, because he just has a burden for lost people. Now, as far as looking ahead, I know that he's involved with um, ministries and, and uh, missionaries in South America. Uh, he just met, got back not too long ago we were talking to seven presidents down there mm-hmm. uh, about churches and about planning churches. And I know your hand is heavy down there and your heart's heavy down there. But as a vision for, for where you think this is all going to take you, I mean, I know it's impossible to tell because mm-hmm. it is, but you, you've got a good idea of where you want to see the church go.
1: Yeah, and, I do. And, um, you know, God laid that on my heart right before I came here, how heavy, because we took a hundred and From Douglasville, we took 132 students and leaders down to Guatemala. And while we were there, God really laid that vision on my heart to reach a certain community there that had no church. Mm -hmm. They had a Catholic presence, but they didn't have a single Protestant presence there. So we went back there when I came to this church, planted a church, and now it's blowing and going. Amen. And um, I've personally baptized 69 Guatemalans in the lake. (laughs) down there, and That'll that's just been tremendous in yeah. itself. So the church is doing well,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: then reaching uh, what happened the last trip I was down there, one of the pastors said to me, Kevin, you can do more. Mm. And I was thinking, man, how am I going to do more? We've already planted 12 churches down here. I don't know how I'm going to do more. <laughs> yeah. And so he said, no, you can do more. And uh, he said, why not try and reach all of Central America?
0: Like, Did oh, you hear that? Goodness. Reach all of Central America. Can you
1: hear So in me being an IMB trustee, I, I see all the numbers. Mm-hmm. And in Central America, just Central America, mm-hmm. there's still 223 uh, unreached people groups. Unreached people and groups, yeah. That we haven't gotten to yet. So mm-hmm. that's a lot. It and, is. Uh, they, say, they say statistically, and I know these are round numbers, but 10,000-something people per day mm-hmm. die without mm-hmm. knowing Christ. Mm-hmm. In in the uh, below north america so uh, that's a that's a lot and And check on your heart so we are being given an opportunity so as the georgia baptist president they they ask you know what is your vision for georgia baptist Mm -hmm. well at first when they first asked me that in november when i was elected of course the answer was evangelism and missions Mm -hmm. let's reach people but then god made it really clear that the what i could do is i can And I did, went down to Central America and got all the presidents together, Baptist conventions, all of them came, and we met in Costa Rica, and now going back down there a couple weeks from now, I'm going to go to each country, I'm flying to each country, and I'm speaking to their conventions. Wow. Each one of them. Each president is Uh, going to be there. About how
0: many people do you think you'll estimate? I know it's impossible to tell, but those people down there are hungry for the Word of God, aren't they? They're starving for it. And and they walk miles, a lot of them do, Mm -hmm. to get to the church to hear the preaching. And here in America, we've got cars and we won't even drive two miles to church. And it hurts my heart to think about that. But it's Mm -hmm. so wonderful to see uh, God reaching them people and using you to do that. And we're praying for you about that. So to wrapping this thing up, I want you just to wrap it up like you feel God's leading you right now and uh, in any way you want to do it. um, And thank you. And I just want to thank you again for this interview. It means a lot to me and I appreciate it a lot. Well, I would say just to kind of
1: pull it all together, Lee, um, I think if everybody would just get a burden. Uh, read the Great Commission, but then not just hear it. You know, you've heard me preach now for a while. Yeah. And I've been preaching on this application part. And I think that's really gotten under my skin. A lot of people will read the word. A lot of people will come to church. And then, but the the part that seems to be missing is the application. Mm -hmm. When Barna put out a study not too long ago that 95% of all Christians never share their faith. Yeah. So that means five percent are, but what kind of impact could we make right. if the other ninety five percent got on board? I mean, Lord we could really make a, an impact in the world. Yeah. So my burden is just getting people to apply it to their life. I'm afraid what we've done, and this is not—I don't want to make a blanket statement, but I, yeah. you know, it's a what I'm afraid of in the United States. We have turned it into a commercialized, come to church, come sit in a Sunday school class or a life group or go to a small group, whatever you want to call uh-huh. it. But what I believe the best form of discipleship, the very best form is let's just use you and I. Uh-huh. You and I, let's say I met you, didn't know you, you got saved. The very best form of discipleship would mean to be grabbed Lee and say, hey, Lee, let's go. Let me take you on a mission trip. Let uh, me take you out and reach people. Mm-hmm. That's the best form of discipleship. Now, should we be reading our Bible? Yes. Mm-hmm. Should we be growing and doing those things and studying the word? Yes. Mm-hmm. But where the the application part seems to be missing.
0: Yeah, I agree. absolutely agree with that. And then I got to just say one more thing because your life is just so full of so much. He takes these people to Israel, and I like he said a while ago, I was it was my very first trip and I, and I went over there and um, it, it really changes your life. I mean I, I've been a Christian 46 years. But it, that was just an, a remarkable trip. Yeah, it was, and uh, and they go every year, uh, try to over there, mm-hmm. and they've got so many spots uh, that you know that I guess. So maybe if if you if you feel like you'd like to go to Israel, mm-hmm. you could check church. I don't know if yeah, probably, it's on the website. It's yeah, on the church website, and it's filling up pretty fast too. And mm-hmm. it? It yeah, but that's just what, something I want to mention because <clears throat> if you have a desire to go, I mean it's it's a great. And this and the and this guy right here is. You want to go with him, and and the Jamal, their guide over yeah. there, he's an encyclopedia. <laughs> he is just unreal. So he only, there, speaks,
1: he only speaks five languages. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's like he knew where he, he knows the date, the place. It's just remarkable, and that makes everything so much better too. Mm-hmm. And of course, he's a believer. Yeah, right. And so, with that said, um, listen, I appreciate uh, appreciate your time. I really do, and and I thank you, people, for listening. And I want you to pray for dr williams and his ministry and and for this podcast i want you to pray for that but most of all i want you to pray this prayer i want you to pray that god will touch your heart and give you a burden for somebody that just one or two somebody that you know that's that's not safe somebody that you know that's not really uh, you say well they go to church but are they saved you need to find those things out mm-hmm. and you need to and you need to witness and you need to tell people look Time is running out. I believe that. And uh, my Brother Kevin says, if you hear people predicting a day Christ is coming back, stay away from that stuff because there's nobody that knows the day or the hour. I mean, it could be another Mm -hmm. thousand years. We always hope that it's now, but it's always a chance uh, that he'll come back when he wants. When he wants to come back. So so with that said, listen, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Brother Kevin. I love you, man. Appreciate you. And uh, we're looking serving with you and, and being with you. Thanks a lot. God bless you. See you next time here at Crusader for Christ podcast. Don't forget www. Thank you. Have a great day. See you next time. Bye. Oh,